Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I am Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Aaron Larsoul. Aaron, freshly back from Vegas. I, freshly recovered from COVID. Aaron, your life seems better than mine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have chosen, at least so far, we yeah. have chosen different paths in our lives. Very different. So, so um, we were actually, before before we, we started recording, we were talking about our mornings and yours was uh, very domestic or domesticated. I don't know what the right. Insanely domesticated. Woke up early, picked up donuts for the family, came back, Mm -hmm. mowed the lawn, Mm -hmm. showered up from that, went to Costco Mm -hmm. on the way back, picked up Popeye's for the family. Okay. Not healthy. No, 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 that part, no, that part I rock with. Oh, I told you, I, I think I told you this a few weeks back. For a long time, they just didn't serve spicy chicken. Like I would order spicy chicken, and it wasn't spicy. Yeah. So different. I think they yeah, find yeah. they finally got a like somebody with. Well, depending with on which Popeyes you go to, and what yeah. the what the the racial makeup, the diversity right. makeup. Of right. The, of they the finally got is, some yeah. diversity in their kitchen, and there's like, right. hey, we've had this thing back here. It says flavor this whole time. Should we have been using this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Popeyes is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so Actually, my brother, shout out my brother. My brother, my brother and my sister had like a joint birthday uh, in May uh, at my brother's place in uh, Burbank in the backyard. And normally, I cook for all the like family parties and stuff I mm-hmm. cook for. So we had a domino tournament, which did not go well for me. Um, my sister's boyfriend, uh, a white dude who had oh, never no. played dominoes before, beat me in the first round. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, please respect my privacy at this time. But, but so normally I cook for all of these events, right? There's like 40 people, family, friends, whatever. They had a joint, the joint birthday. So normally I cook for all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, my, uh, my brother's wife was asking me, you know, about cooking. And I said, yeah, you know, I will. And she said, no, 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 it's not going to be so bad. And I said, what do you mean? She said, can you just make some greens and some mac and cheese? And I said, yeah, but like for 40, 50 people, that's not going to be it. She goes, no, 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 We're yeah. getting Popeyes. <laughs> so we just had trays of Popeyes. <laughs> the smile on your face. Clothes. It's impossible to say Popeyes without a smile on your face. Like they, to, sponsor the, they and Hennessy need to sponsor the show, apparently. Like, I, I always laugh at like how you, how as a parent, I have to say certain words in an intimidating fashion. Um, You know, Avery. Tuck into your blankie, you know, like, just, <laughs> like I, I love the intonations that you have to say certain words with. It's pretty and, tough. To, it's pretty tough to, to, to be a tough guy. It's hard to be a tough guy yeah. using the word blankie. <laughs> yeah. but like, Get in your blankie. Yeah. Like try to try to be try to be like a decent, normal human being and be angry saying the word Popeyes. Like you can't. It, it, no. it brings so much goodness to your heart. I anyway. Think- I think officially the greatest Popeyes, the best Popeyes in the history of Popeyes is, uh, okay. So my sister, my sister is better than all of the rest of us. She won't (laughs) listen to this, but actually I'll make her listen to this now. Uh, Jessica, I call her beach. That's, that's my baby sister. And I love her. And she went to Yale. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, and Yale is in New Haven, Connecticut, Mm -hmm. which kind of the slums. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So the campus itself is incredible. Yeah. Right. It, but and then you walk off it, campus around it. So I, I left Hogwarts. <laughs> I have described it 
as if you if they dropped Shakespearean England into modern day Memphis. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there's like one. We used to, I don't even remember what the hotel was, but there was like there's like one hotel in New Haven. I think it's like the best hotel in New Haven. It's like a courtyard by Marriott. So we're staying in courtyard by Marriott for my sister. And it overlooks a gas station that happens to have a Popeye's connected to it. Yeah. That's over oh, 24 man. hours. Oh, the Popeye's Ooh. in New Haven is incredible. The pot. The, yeah. It's, it's real spicy there. Fried, fried, real spicy. Yeah. fried chicken that's connected to gas stations have a pretty good. It's like the opposite of gas station su- sushi, right? Like you think gas station sushi and you're like, no. Nope. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. Gas station fried chicken, though, like a church is attached to a, a gas station or a Popeyes attached oh, to a fry. I mean, to churches it. or Popeyes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Probably, maybe not a KFC, but a churches or a Popeyes. Well, KFC yes. sucks. Like proof that we're in the bad place is that KFC is so much easier to find sometimes than 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 Popeyes and, and churches. There's actually a in North Hollywood here in uh, in LA in North Hollywood. There's a uh, a Mexican spot. In, inside a gas station, not attached to inside yeah. a gas station. Mm-hmm. The bomb breakfast burritos. Great. Yeah. I don't like eggs, but incredible breakfast burritos. Yeah. All right. Somewhere in North Hollywood. Chevron or something in North Hollywood. I don't remember. Now that I'm hungry again. We got we to gotta hurry up and knock out the show. Um, so today... We're not done. On... That was the show. We're not done. <laughs> All right. That's, that'll do it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, if we were... If, had we done that, had we just signed off right now, mm-hmm. Harrison's brother would be like, I think that we should consider having them arrested. <laughs> uh, yes. Hey, look, I love I love the dedication. I'm not yeah. gonna say his name because no. I, we're not we're not giving away his secret identity. Nope. But I love the dedication, and uh, so shout out to Harrison's brother. I love the dedication. Today on the show, we are going to talk about DeAndre Ayton, who had his deal matched by the Phoenix Suns. I have some thoughts, not just on that situation, but league-wide thoughts mm-hmm. and the notion or the concept of restricted free agency, which feels kind of wrong. Um, it's oxymoronic. Like restricted servitude? free agency. Yeah. Indentured restricted servitude? free agency is literally an oxymoron. Um, so... Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Pacers now having thirty-ish million dollars in cap space. Uh, that, Thirty-one something. Yep. Yep. That uh, they don't have anybody to use it on. So how they might choose to go in that direction. I want to talk about the latest on uh, Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving. I've had some thoughts over the course of the week that uh, Aaron, you have had, you have texted me about. I know that I. You know, I I am very opinionated by nature, but I know that I get to you when I get a text. It's like, just listen to the lowdown. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was the lounge. It was the lounge. The lowdown, I I let you cook. The lowdown, lowdown, I just let you cook. Um, So you you texted me about the lounge that I did yesterday with Harrison, which if you guys haven't listened to already, go back and check that out. To be fair to me Mm -hmm. and to you. I texted you because I was listening. Uh, I don't remember where I was going. Yeah. I was on my way somewhere. And I was listening, and I didn't know that there was a first part. Mm. So I listened to the second part first. It came up first on my feed. So I yeah, listened to it, it first. It was the second thing that I uploaded. So you you provided some context in the first half of it that I hadn't heard when I texted ah. you, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. You were, you, um, were more, you were more measured in the first 
episode. Yeah, it got heated in that second part. The first half of the episode. I'm telling you guys, I was sweating at the end of it. And then uh, to wrap this thing up, we have not had a a story time in a little bit. So Aaron, seeing as you just got back from Vegas. A little quick one. No better time to uh, offer up story time than having just returned from Vegas. So we will uh, get to that at the very end. So let's start, though, with DeAndre Ayton. He uh, signed a, what, four-year, $133 million deal Correct. In Indiana, uh, that Phoenix immediately matched. Correct. Uh, and he will remain in Phoenix, the organization that basically insulted him for the entirety of last season. Uh, Robert Sarver literally walked into the locker room, told him, you're not that guy, uh, which is which is certainly an approach that an owner can take with a first <laughs> overall pick. It is certainly an approach, yes. Yeah, it is, it is, it is one of choice. the choices you can make. Yeah, it you can. Would I, would I, would I make that choice? Probably not. Um, but he chose to. So, uh, but I want to start though, Aaron, Uh-oh. here's my, here's my tinfoil. Here's uh, my tinfoil, tinfoil, tinfoil head. Anthony is my favorite Anthony. Yeah. Let's go. Why wouldn't Phoenix send Indiana some chocolates, some flowers, a car? They just saved them an extra year of his contract and mm-hmm. millions per year by mm-hmm. signing DeAndre Ayton to that max. Like that, this Indiana just did Phoenix a huge favor. They were going to have to essentially in their minds overpay to keep this guy. Instead, he goes out, gets a, a, a contract that they're more comfortable uh, paying him at. Yep. He is no longer, um, he is no longer, considered or, or, or a player who gets the uh, designated player exception. So that makes him easier to trade as we have seen with Bam Adebayo, Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant and the way that that has played out in Miami, where long story short, if you are a designated player, you cannot be on uh, another roster or you can a play a roster that should, currently I, should, has. I, should I, should I, should I do this? Let yeah, you can. I mean, I, I'm trying to, to so, get through it as quickly as possible. Okay, so but essentially, like, yeah, go if for it. If you have a designate, you can have two designated rookie extension guys on your roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you cannot draft trade, both you, of them. You cannot trade for both of them. Yeah. You can trade for one, but you cannot yeah. trade for both. And right. since they traded for Ben Simmons, they can't trade for Bam Adebayo. Right. So, uh, so you know, for Phoenix, they don't have to worry about that anymore with DeAndre Ayton. So at the end of this year, this next year, he gets to veto any trade. But after that, year, yeah. he is, uh, he is, he can be traded all kinds of places. And now that he is not eligible for that DPE anymore, he, they are now able to be more flexible. So like from a business standpoint, from a book standpoint, from sheer asset management standpoint, worked out really well for Phoenix. Now from a personal standpoint, and from a relationship standpoint in this small world that the NBA is not great because Indiana's probably saying, Oh, cool, you used us. They're gonna have that in the back of their minds. And DeAndre Ayton is now thinking, Well, shit, like you guys insulted me all year and then played me it in this contraction. It also situation. didn't it didn't end well with uh, Yeah, and, and then Monty. he gets benched at the end of the, the season. Monty is the like the best dude in the world. Yeah. Um, he was he was an assistant in Portland when I was there. He's the best dude in the world. Right. Um, so for that, I, I, this kind of thing happens in restricted free agency, and and I, you have a rant coming about restricted free agency, which I'm looking forward to. Um, it is it is it is confusing. Like if Phoenix could have just saved us 
and themselves and DeAndre Aiden a bunch of headache and just given him this to begin with. Yeah. I guess from Aiden's perspective, this he offer have taken feels me. more ex- feels more insulting if it's coming from your yeah. incumbent team. Like, why won't you give me the fifth year and the full raises? Um, from Indiana's perspective, I think there were two things here. One, I think that um, I think they thought they were they were calling um, calling Phoenix's bluff. Mm-hmm. Because around the league, there were—I mean, obviously that was wrong. Phoenix was sending out signals that that they would match an offer. You're not technically allowed to do that. Um, that's tampering if you say we're going to match any offer because that depresses somebody's market artificially. Yeah. But they were sending out signals in the ways you can send out signals, that and they, would they match matched it immediately. But nobody believed them. Yeah. Or some people did. Some people didn't. Didn't. There was. There was disagreement about whether they would match, whether your boy Bobby Sarves, as you call him, his appetite for going into the tax, which they are with matching, all of that. So, which TBA on that? Just put a pin in that. I'm just, I'm just saying that it wouldn't shock me if Bobby Sarves made some kind of move heading into the heading into the season that would get them miraculously below I mean, that level. But they're deep into the tax now. They're I think 15 million yeah. into the tax. So just, just saying, just put a pin in it. They're deep. Uh, so it, it's the, it's going to take some creativity to get out of that. I mean, you can get out of the tag, you know, we're, we're a million, two million, they're, three million over. It's 15 million over is, is tough. Now, to be there fair, is, the there tax, is few examples of greater creativity than billionaires avoiding paying taxes, but <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> so you're, you're right about that. Although this, this isn't the IRS they're talking to who, yeah. who, who, who they have figured out. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, like a point of, uh, a point of reference here, the tax payment or what you're, what, what you have to pay in the tax is based on your salary at the end of the regular season. Mm-hmm. That is what, like for tax purposes, that is the number that counts, not what it is now. So there is time for them to get out of the tax. Getting out of 15 million is not some, is not some wizardry I've ever seen before, but I suppose it's possible. Yeah. Um, like if they want to trade Mikael Bridges into somebody's space, then fine. Yeah. Cause he makes 20, but I, they don't want to do that. Um, but from Indiana's perspective, I think it's Crowder. I think Crowder is the player that eventually gets moved, but he doesn't make it. Maybe he may. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you, but he doesn't make, he doesn't make enough to get him out of the tax, but yes, I he's like Crowder that. and Payne. I think combined to make 15 ish. That sounds right. Yeah. Nine mm-hmm. and six. That sounds right. Um, so from Indiana's perspective, I think there was a, um, I think there 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 was a real like consideration whether or not Phoenix would match. Um, they had the cap space. Obviously, they intended to to keep um, DeAndre if they could sign him. You know, they made those little fringe moves to be able to generate the cap space to offer him the offer sheet. Offer him the offer sheet. That is not the best phrase yeah. I've ever said. Um, <laughs> So I think they there, but I think they were trying to see if Phoenix was Phoenix was bluffing. Um, I I do think that once they had kind of agreed, I do think that Indy engaged with uh, Phoenix in some sign and trade scenarios. Um, I think that was kind of their escape hatch, their their backup plan. Um, I if I was Indy, I wouldn't have, but. They did, and Phoenix said, "Nah, we're good. We'll just yeah. we'll just match. We're good." 
Um, so it's fascinating, but it does, at least to me, it definitely does take Phoenix out, at least in the near term, as a destination for, yeah. for Kevin Durant. And I think that maybe Phoenix in doing this said, like, all right, we gave the offer. We offered what we're going to offer. Brooklyn ain't interested in it. And so, like, we're going to run it back. So you can use your little, you can use your thing. We're going to run it back because we're not upping our offer anymore because nobody else is. So why should we? Yeah, I I just, the, the, the part that is hard for me to get over is, and this is my problem with restricted free agency, especially if a team is just so happily going to take advantage of it. This was the, this was their, the outcome they were hoping for. This was exactly what Phoenix wanted to happen all along. They probably wanted to bring DeAndre Ayton back. He is still a cornerstone of their franchise. I don't know he that is, they wanted to bring him back, but they didn't I, want to lose him for nothing. They will, right. Well, that's that's fair. That's probably fair. But I, I, I'm sure they're they're happy about the fact that they have this guy at depressed value. Like, restricted free agency did depress this guy's value. This is yeah. less than he could have made um if if uh if he was a if he was just a, a an actual free agency and this is my problem with again the oxymoron that is restricted free agency like restricted and free should not they shouldn't be there needs to be a word in between there yeah that's 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 it fair. should be like restricted but you know free but restricted agency like it's just like or non-agent <laughs> no agency fair. Yeah, that's fair. free agency and and so like i is lou brock alive i don't know I if don't lou know. brock is alive Do i don't you know, know who, who that is no i don't know who oh uh, he's a he was the stolen base king before ricky henderson oh it was a uh, card but he is he is the one who basically like created free agency oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm completely yeah, blank there if he isn't if he isn't alive he is rolling over in his grave <laughs> yeah about restricted free agency yeah it's it's not it's not a logical concept. It's an illogical concept. And, and I think here for these players, and this has been the case forever, you know, you're adding three years and, and by the way, like you could, a player can forego a year, you know, the, 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 the security that comes with their next contract that usually comes in free agency, they can forego that and they can take the qualifying offer and they can, uh, and they can, you know, hit, actual free agency sooner that's an option so, but it's it's yeah. such a it's such a, a dangerous option it's such a risky option that nobody is ever going to take it so it's so like that was you, the question was zion right that was yeah. like yes and he obviously took the money um, which all of way, them should and will do by the way lou brock uh died like um, um two years ago so uh r.i.p lou brock he's yeah. turning over in his grave about yeah. this sort of free agency but the one of the interesting parts about this is so uh, Aiton's max was this year was I think thirty point five. So usually the question about will somebody call the bluff and just play on the uh, play on their qualifying offer for one season and then become an unrestricted free agent, usually the money is the difference in money is so expansive that it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But because Aiton was the first pick, the different, I think his qualifying offer was 16 something. So, yes, like 16, whatever to 30. Yeah. It's a big difference. However, there's going to, there is a lot of money on the table. Uh, uh, there is a, a lot of uh, cap space next year. Mm -hmm. And so I, 
I think that was one thing that at least his agents and he had as kind of leverage in all of this was like, yes, I'm giving up 14 million this year, but in a long-term deal next year, I can get whatever. I think that was like a little bit more leverage than normally in these situations people have. Cause normally if you're not the first pick, the difference between your qualifying offer yeah, and your max it's insane. is usually Three, you know, threefold. Yes. And it wasn't the case this time, but yeah, we're past that now. But yeah, I, I just, I just think, you know, one thing that the players union, I would imagine. So there are going to be two owners are going to, or governors, team governors are going to come for players who sign extensions and then immediately like sign the extension with the intent to seek a trade while on that extension. Or even if they don't at the time, they do shortly thereafter. Like right, but like it usually happens. Kevin Durant has four years remaining and has and has requested a trade. And and like he's he's an example of one. Like all right, he just soured on the situation. He didn't like how Kyrie was traded, and he said, "Fuck this, I want out." Right, and that does happen. But there are also examples of players. Bradley Beal strikes me as one where he signs this mega deal that he just signed biggest contract in NBA history mm-hmm. and uh or no second biggest did Jokic's is Jokic's contract I think, bigger uh it's no, close I think, you know I think I think Brad's might be is, bigger I think yeah. Brad's is bigger because he has he has um he's been seniority yeah so uh but so Bradley Beal strikes me as as a player who signs that mega contract and I would imagine because Washington isn't going to be any good I would imagine he and his camp are probably looking around the league like, all right, where can I go while I'm on this contract? And that's going to be something that team governors are going to come after. Um, and I think if, if, if owners and governors really do pursue that uh, as heavily as they might, the players union should counter with, all right, scrap restricted free agency. If I mean, they really, should have years. I mean, that should have been a yeah. year. Well, but yeah. like, if you're going to do something that drastic, it's going to cost you something else somewhere Absolutely. else. And I think as as in these next CBA negotiations, governors are going to come for that specific thing. The union can counter with, "Okay, you want to you want to handle this thing over here. Let's handle this thing over here too." And that's how that's how that negotiation I think is going to. I've been waiting basically for for the thing that the union can use as governors come for this other specific thing. And I think restricted free agency, given the way that this Aiton thing played out, where Phoenix so clearly matched it so immediately that... Yeah, three minutes according to Woj. Yeah, it was like, it's like, that's this was their intended outcome the whole time. What they wanted to have happen was him to go out there, they wanted to fool some team into giving this guy this, this crazy offer, this max offer, thinking that they wouldn't match it, but they wanted to, this is the contract that they wanted this guy on. He just wouldn't accept it if they were the team giving it to him. Well, and, the other interesting part about it. Avery likes that idea. He does very, very <laughs> much so. Uh, the other interesting part about it is I think that Indiana wasn't fully committed to this. Um, yeah. The, the way, that the, the, contract, contract is, the way yeah. that the contract is structured was basically like, please match this Phoenix. Yeah. We're going to negotiate this. And again, you, I don't you mean think to, that, you mean to tell me that Herb Simon might look for a cheap way out, Aaron. How dare I, you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Indiana, that's all my people there in Indiana. So I'm not going to, I'm not that work there. I'm, I'm not going to, uh, but yes. Yeah. I mean, I'll look, say it if, for you. He's if, a cheap if, owner. 
if you want if you want the incumbent team not to match it, you do all Bell kinds whistles. of Bells right. You try you try all kind of things to make it poison make pill, it poisonous and toxic and whatever. Right? Yeah. You you do balloon payments and you do uh, uh you do uh, player options, all kinds of yeah. stuff that they didn't do in this trade case. kickers so, and yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I think um I. Th- think it no from i and i don't know this um i haven't i haven't spoken to anybody in indian indiana since uh since summer league but it looks like they structured this like mm, let's give a window to see if we can work out a sign and trade it wouldn't have been my that wouldn't have been what i did but it looks like that's what they were trying to do and if not go ahead and match it we're gonna not yeah. gonna make it that painful for you right and and by the way, he stretches out a bunch of their money, which is going to cost them later, you know, that they're going to have some dead money on their books because they had to stretch some guys to have the space yeah, to be three able guys, to go yeah. out. And, the three guys and, they got in the uh, in in the Brogdon uh-huh. trade, should we which, call it a by trade? the way, man, I we look at all these, see, you know, Donovan Mitchell might go for six first rounders. Rudy Gobert goes for four or whatever. Kevin Durant might go for 37. Um, I mean, Rudy Gobert kind of went for seven first round picks. Yeah, with the pick swaps and stuff like that. No, and 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 the guys that were just picked in the first round and the last two first rounds. Yeah, Um, and then Brogdon goes for some Boston baked beans. I'm so livid at how that went down. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, the the, like actual baked beans or the candy? Uh, The ones that are like the peanuts. The worst one, hard casing shell thing. The worst. The worst one. Whichever is worse, whichever you consider can- worse, is no, what Brogdon went for. The candy is worse. That's the Boston yeah. baked beans. The real yeah. baked beans, the like barbecue baked beans, those are delicious. I make yeah. them. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I, I just thought that... whichever one is worse. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, I think that this Aiden situation, and given how clearly this was what Phoenix wanted to have happen, tells me that the players union is going to have something to negotiate the, the oh, governor's restricted free against. agency is broken. N- yeah. Restricted free agency is broken. Yeah. Um, I just think those are going to, those are going to be the two core issues at this upcoming CBA. I, I think that's where we're, I, where the, we're the player empowerment stuff. I think the owners mm-hmm. governors are going to definitely try to push back against um, already starting man. Like we're seeing it with Brooklyn. I like right tying. Now. I don't, I don't know what saw you it do. with Simmons. Yes. Right. But I don't know what you do. You know, somebody will we'll talk about later who didn't play very much in the past. Few, like if you're injured, you're injured. But mm-hmm. and and even Adam Silver said that he thought the biggest challenge facing the league was healthy players not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. But I don't know what you do about it other than. Tying like some contractual stuff to games played. Yeah, we're seeing more of that, by the way. Like, we saw that with uh, Zion Williamson's extension. We uh, saw that Brooklyn wanted to do that with Kyrie's potential extension. Like, I so I, I don't, don't think... care. Like, if you're actually injured, you're injured, and so be it. Yeah. Right? Um, and the, but then we get into questions about like protections. So all of these contract, well, not all of them, but a lot of them will have injury protections, right? So the team gets protected in case of an injury to body part X from the player. So I, that is fine. Let me put that aside. But if you're not injured or sort of like it's a, you get into some 
strange territory and slippery slope stuff if you're like then is it not is your contract not guaranteed or it's only guaranteed if you play how many games but what if you're actually injured like there's some there's some complicated conversations here yeah and I, I and I think that's going to be at the core of the CB. That that was my big takeaway from this. Not only the stuff, and we're going to talk about how this affects the Lakers here in a second, but like, uh, but this affects the Lakers. Oh yeah, I everything think it affects the Lakers. Yeah, if you try hard enough, if you look long the Lakers, enough. The Lakers are the sun of the NBA. Everything Amen. orbits the Lakers. Don't you dare give away Uh-oh. the secret to my career. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't you think I would you think I would I would mess with all that money that 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 money that got you COVID on a on a cruise ship no I would never mess with that you know what I gotta say my, having... my, my 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 dad was not a great human he was not a great dude but he did teach me two good lessons <laughs> stay out of everybody's pockets and stay out of everybody's relationships <laughs> uh yeah no I I I think and, and we'll we'll segue here to the Lakers one last thing on this subject though with uh, with DeAndre Ayton, with Phoenix, I I can't imagine he's going to forget the way that they treated him over the last the, the course of the last year or so, and that's going to get tricky, man. You, you, especially in this player empowerment era, he's going to have this v, this trade veto power. Like it, I would I would imagine now that he's making this amount of money in January. Phoenix is going to be interested if if Kevin Durant is still in Brooklyn. Phoenix is still going to be interested in saying, "Huh, I wonder what we, I, I wonder now that he's making this amount of money, it might be easier to match this stuff. He is on a definitive contract and stuff. Uh, would you be interested in this guy? Are we, in DeAndre- are we sure Brooklyn is interested in him? No, no, I'm not saying that by any. I think Brooklyn Brooklyn is fascinating to me. I, the, the All way of that this is handling, fascinating. Yeah. And the way that it is like interconnected, you, used, you were talking about Spider-Man earlier, but like the way that all of this, the web of all it's of crazy. this is all interconnected is, and it impacts half the league probably, at least. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating, yeah. Yeah, and but I, I, I just think, you know, I, I said earlier, uh, put a pin in... Bobby Sarves um, enough, uh, ability money. Yeah. yeah like the, the put a pin in that keep an eye on that. And then also keep an eye on Deandre Ayton's relationship with Bobby Sarves, because this is, uh, this is not going Bobby anywhere. Sarves is so good. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things that has come of this show is, <laughs> is you calling him Bobby Sarves. Yep. I need to do a, my favorite Anthony rankings. Look, tinfoil hat Anthony is always going to be number one. Yeah, but Bobby Sarves is on the list. Yeah, I'm just saying that like tinfoil Anthony is 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 on the lookout for FedEx packages going from Phoenix to Indiana, because Indiana did them a giant freaking a giant freaking uh, assist. I mean, maybe. I think so. maybe I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. This is this is my first official favor pushback. is the word I was thinking for. Or I was looking for. This is my first official pushback of the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that Indiana did. Because what if nobody offers him a contract? Then Phoenix still has to pay up. Like, yeah, Sure. But if yeah. nobody offers him anything, maybe Phoenix gets him at a discount steeper than this. I don't think they, I don't think Aiton does that. I think What's he, he going to rather... do? Then, then, oh, he's going to play on his qualifying offer? Go for it. You just said it's it's no, not as I painful agree. as the I other agree. one. I agree, but it's painful. 
Yeah, but not as. You know? I agree. I, no, I, I just, I agree. I'm just not saying that, like, painful, but go ahead. And and by the way, if you if Phoenix, the only if if the outcome to this for Aiton is going back on an even greater discount to Phoenix, that's it. Like, why would he might go full Andrew Bynum? He could keep, like he just show up and start firing off threes every time he touches the ball. Like, I, I I'm telling you, I, I really think that they did they did uh, Phoenix a giant ass favor, even if they don't want to frame it that way. But Phoenix, I you know, I'm sure in that I'm sure in that organization right now, given how how little we know they care about uh, interpersonal relationships in in that organization. <laughs> like, I'm sure they're all slapping each other on the back, and they're they're thrilled with how this went down. I I, I bet probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they probably would have liked him not to have gotten any offers and then him have to come scurrying back for four for 100 instead of four for 133. But yes, this is Bobby this is, Sarves. This is this Bobby is a good, Sarves. This is a good outcome. Every single time his executive or his basketball ops team saves him like $5. I'm so fucking proud of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, how, much, how much of your day is spent curating whatever it is, whatever board, soundboard you have? It's between that and Coco Melon. So it's like, <laughs> I spent a lot of time looking for videos. <laughs>